You are listening to the Business Wilderness. My guest today is Petko Petkoff from Sheffin. Sheffin is a unique community where food lovers connect with passionate chefs who create fresh, authentic meals in kitchens around Australia. The Sheffin online booking platform provides you with the most convenient way to access personalized, quality, nutritious and healthy meals at home or work. Welcome to the Business Wilderness. My name is Ahmed Alhuli, and today alongside me I have Mr. Petko from Sheffin. Petko, how are you? Not too bad, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you for asking. Welcome to the Business Wilderness. This is cool. it's an honor to have you on. Um, let's go back to your very, very early days. Where did it all start for you, Petko? Um, so it all sort of like, um, started, um, probably around two and a half years ago with a friend of mine staying, like an Italian friend of mine staying together with us. Um, and we sort of like started cooking for people and realized that cooking actually connects people and creates these connections. Um, so we really wanted to actually explore that further and see how we can enable, um, others to reconnect with the people that matter for them. Um, through the love of food, basically, and then we kind of like started working on different business models and working out what's going to work and solve problems for the hospitality industry and also for uh, enable us to actually create a business out of it, a business that's scalable and uh, it's a startup as such, technology powered. Oh, awesome, awesome. So, so you guys came together. You both love food. You found that food connects people, and and decided to you know establish what what you guys currently have now. So tell us more about Chefin and the whole business concept. Um, so we're basically an online marketplace that's connecting professional chefs with consumers, uh, and we offer our point of difference is that we actually offer holistic at what job people are trying to get done. Um, say for example you want to organize your birthday party Um, the main thing you care is providing a unique experience to your guests something that is different that is unique that makes them remember your birthday and also at the same time you want to have a really enjoyable experience that's easy to organize you don't have to um, have any hassle during the day and you want to enjoy your birthday as well Um, so we provide a chef in birthday experience we take care of all the hustle of the organization. Um, we design uh, a beautiful experience that's tailored to your needs and to your guests' diet requirements. We send a local chef that meets um, meets your requirements, basically, and the chef prepares the meals. Uh, we have waiters. We have decorations. We have anything that's necessary, basically, to create a full-blown birthday experience with no hustle. And, of course, we take care of the cleaning as well. Awesome. And and let's say we wanted to hold a large function. Do you guys have your preferred restaurants or a venue where people could come in and book, or is it only out to you? You only go out to to the, to the client themselves. So we partner with a lot of the co-working spaces in Sydney. We also work with corporate spaces. Uh, we have venues, preferred venues that we use as well. 
um, for example, when we also do like outdoor. Sorry, sorry, Petka, you 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 sort of making a bit of noise there. You can't can get. Yeah, that's much better. Go on. Sorry, I was just saying that we can do like corporate picnics. Uh, we partner with co-working spaces, and we also work with corporates, um, and we, we we actually utilize their office spaces as well. Um, so we can rent out an office, or we can rent out the actual space for you to hold dinners. Uh, we partner with some uh, shops that are closed during the day, and we use their space uh, at night, like cakeries or um, cafes as such. Um, so we also do private dinners in homes. So we rent Airbnb uh, apartments and houses that are available and suitable for beautiful uh, events. Oh, okay, awesome, awesome. So you, you basically have all, all bases covered. Um, so for you as, a, as an individual, where does the love of cooking come from? Oh, it comes from a really young age, actually. Since I'm around four years old, I've been uh, constantly being in the kitchen with my mom when she's cooking, just dipping my fingers and testing different foods. So I've always loved uh, food as such. And in my culture, in Bulgaria, food is the centerpiece of everything. So when you gather with people, you always gather around food. Um, we'll have like snacks, dinners, lunches, etc. Like when I go back home to Bulgaria, I have to eat like three different dinners sometimes because I'll go and visit my friends and then their parents are going to cook for me. Then I go and visit my auntie and she cooks for me. And then I go back home and my mom is like, oh, here's the dinner. And I'm like, oh my God, I've already eaten two. <laughs> Lucky you, plenty of food. Um, yeah, times too much. <laughs> you know what they say, right? There's never enough food, you know, especially when you're tasting uh, different cuisines, different people's cooking. It's always, you know, you're always looking forward to, to, to that next meal. So food is definitely one of those things in life where you can just never get enough of it. So um, let's go let's go back to the whole uh, hospitality industry in Australia. Um, we see on MasterChef all these young talents that come and they compete for that number one spot and they become Australia's MasterChef. Uh, what is it like for a chef trying to make it in Australia, trying to grow through the ranks, trying to trying to make it to the to the pinnacle which means becoming that chef in these larger, more recognized restaurants, so on, so on. I mean, there's sort of like two different elements of, uh, um, of the hospitality industry. You have the front house and you have the back house. Yep. So there are a lot of issues, we, issues as we are all aware into the front house. Like you go around to a restaurant, you have to wait to be seated, you have to wait to order, there's particular menu, there's not much transparency, and it's not always creative. Like, I was just chatting with my housemates yesterday, and they were like, oh my God, like, every place we go to, there's just avocado in different form. It's like avocado on toast, avocado on pancake, avocado on something else. Yeah. Um, so it's just the creativity is not there. Um, people are just following standard menus that uh, work in one place, and they believe it's going to work in their place. Um so that's sort of like the front house. The consumer doesn't feel connected to the place. They don't really um, feel like they're eating in a unique environment. It's just one of the, one other cafe or one other restaurant, basically, 
or whatever whatever else it is that they are actually being at as a venue. Um, then there's the waiting, there's the price, um, and there's the difficulty of actually finding spots when you want to organize larger groups to, to actually eat together. And how do you suit everyone's requirements um, when they actually offer you in a restaurant, for example, they'll offer you a set menu and charge you 10% on top just because you brought a bigger group. So it's just some of these crazy things. Then on the back house, basically what happens is that chefs get overworked. Um, they work like 14, 16 hour days, depending on how busy and popular the venue is. They get forced to actually cook someone else's menu. Um, and even though if you're lucky to be like a head or executive chef, um, the creativity is still not that much there. Um, especially if it's not your own restaurant because you have to comply with what the management says. Um, and it's quite, I think in Australia it's quite difficult for, for chefs to actually have their own restaurants. Labor costs and rental costs are extremely high. Um, so the liabilities around the general, typical standard business are very high in Australia. It's very difficult to, to get a large loan, uh, rent up a place for like $10,000 a month or whatever it is, and then organize all the stuff around it basically which is another probably $10,000, so the liability is very huge. What we actually offer um, to the chefs is the ability to, to run their own restaurants in multiple locations without any liability. They get ordered or they, they get sent to a venue whenever there is a customer order, they get paid for it, they choose uh, which orders to accept, um, they have flexible working hours, they can create dishes every time, and our chefs say they don't like to cook the same thing twice. Every time they'll change the menu could be pork belly but they'll cook it in five different types uh, or maybe 15 different types uh, of dishes basically um, we also offer them instant feedback so they can actually connect with the customer and see what people like and what people dislike when it's sitting in the back house you're just churning mass production of dishes without actually seeing that satisfaction into the customer's face uh, we have one of our chef uh, Carlo for example um, he purely does events with us just to see the satisfaction in customers faces he just loves it he loves to make people happy through food that's the main thing that sort of drives him but at the same time he works full-time in a wedding venue serving 3,000 people a day with the same cut through menu that they've been doing for the last three years so that's sort of like the, the main challenge that the hospitality industry has into the back house and also as outlined into the front house as well is that sort of answering your question? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So just a few questions about your actual marketplace. I mean, so here you've got two two sides of your of, of, of your platform. You have to acquire chefs and you have to acquire customers. So how do you guys go about acquiring chefs? And then how do you guys go about acquiring customers? for the chefs to basically fulfill their duties? Because, you know, sometimes that can be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, so, um, you know, as, as every marketplace, it's a chicken and egg situation. Absolutely. Um, so everyone's sort of thinking, which one should I get first? Which one comes first, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've been sort of like stressing out around the chef element quite a bit. Um, but recently we sort of realized that actually chefs coming to us so we don't actually have to force ourselves to recruit chefs and to worry about the chef element as such we're working on a couple of larger partnerships so we're talking with 
uh, TAFE and also like Odon Blue of actually onboarding uh, junior chefs into our platform uh, with the aim to actually provide them what work experience and um, give them the opportunity to actually upskill and learn from customer feedback directly. Um, that is sort of like our scalability long-term goal. Into the short term, we already have around 40 chefs, um, which is which is a crazy number. It's grown really exponentially for us. We used to have, um, we started with around maybe 15 chefs um, as a base, and then everyone just started uh, recommending other chefs to us, connecting us with their friends, with other chefs they know that they're looking for that sort of experience. And we've sort of ended up at this 40 magic number, if you want to call it, which is uh, pretty good for us, and it gives us enough uh, volume to run up for the next uh, six months of growth, basically. Um, and the thing, um, the thing that we're concentrating on mainly at the moment is the consumer side. Um, so we are looking at how can we actually acquire more customers, and then the chefs would actually come to us. So um, sort of in summary, we started with creating a base of supply, um, and then that base of supply through our beautiful experience and satisfaction of the actual chefs grew up organically. In the long term, we're looking at, of course, partnerships that they can actually help us scale onto the supply side. And then at the moment, we're actually concentrating onto the customer side. So initially, we started by um, actually acquiring customers in a very unscalable manner, basically just going, talking to people, uh, selling to them, cold calling, LinkedIn, um, emailing, etc. And um, since then, we've also developed a couple of tactics. So we have distribution channel partnerships. We're working with uh, Airbnb, uh, Blue, uh, sorry, not Blue, Red Balloon. Uh, we're looking at some of the other deal sites as well. Um, and also, um, we're doing a lot of like online acquisitions. So we're social media in particular so we've grown up a large database on instagram our followers we have around five five and a half close to six thousand followers at the moment um so we acquire customers through instagram just showing them the actual visual element of the business um and then on um the actual uh, on the other thing we do on the customer side is we do a lot of like corporate events and we work on converting all of these corporate customers to be consumer customers um, as such. So we co-promote between the different elements of the business. So into the corporate, we promote consumer, and then into the consumer, we promote corporate. Okay. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the very beginning of, of any marketplace, you know, mo most founders go down the traditional way of cold calling and so on and so on because it's the most efficient way in terms of uh, not spending too much capital and so on so that's basically your you know standard story across marketplaces because marketplaces are very tough they're very different to to different concepts and models they they they, they, they require a lot of work and a lot of effort and sometimes the capital is just not there so you have to get creative with the ways you acquire customers so I mean you guys have basically uh, fulfilled the dreams of people or given people the ability to fulfill their dreams of having their, their own chef. So um, <laughs> that's that's quite that's actually quite amazing. Uh, moving on from there, we see 
Australia as a nation, uh, how how far do you, do you think you guys are into your growth across the country? Do you guys cater for all states right now? Could you see yourself catering for for all states if you don't already do? And then what's what are your plans after that? So at the moment we are focusing as uh, any startup, we have to focus on particular market and our particular outcomes. So we're currently focusing on Sydney and expanding across the metropolitan areas of Sydney. We have a bit, bit of presence in Melbourne and also a bit of presence in uh, Brisbane to cater for our Sydney national clients. Uh, and we've had few requests at Perth as well. So we're looking at the market there um, to get some uh, suppliers and chefs as well. Um, as, as future expansion plans, our goal is first to cover the majority of the Sydney market. We want to be dominant player here and to be the strongest one. And then the next step would be to expand into Melbourne and Brisbane, basically, and do the same, basically replicate our success in Sydney into these two markets. Uh, but the main thing for us at the moment is to really focus on the Sydney market. We want to make sure we capture as much as we can here. There's five million, close to five million population in Sydney, uh, which is a huge, um, huge part of the overall uh, Australia-wide population. And there's so much learning and so much possibilities in this one single market um, so we just want to concentrate and not spread our resources too thin if we're present and focusing on too many different cities or like national would just kill us we don't have enough um, uh, resources as such and we also don't have enough funding to to, to do it at this current stage um, once we actually grow up enough in Sydney and have a really stable revenue stream and uh, potentially investment, then we can actually replicate our success into Melbourne and Brisbane. Awesome. Where do you see the industry heading over over the next five years? The actual uh, food service industry? Yeah, food service and hospitality. It's a very interesting question. I've spoken with a couple of hospitality um, sort of experts and consultants, and um, their sort of view is that there is a large problem at the moment in the hospitality industry. There is a huge churn of restaurants opening, restaurants closing. Uh, I think the statistic was something similar to 120,000 hospitality businesses across Australia, um, and probably 70 to 80% of them being like one or two main shops, so like sole traders, etc., uh, and the rest being like large restaurants and hotel chains. Um, yeah. So I think the way it sort of looks like it's going at the moment is lots more new businesses coming up so in the next couple of years we'll see more and more smaller restaurants new cool businesses coming up just spreading around and sort of like getting into this or passing this like initial startup stage and going into growth stage and i'd probably imagine that in the next maybe five to seven years then we'll see the opposite like consolidation of all of these businesses um acquisitions and just mergers, um, and the ones that haven't actually succeeded in that period, they will start closing down as well. Um, so it's it's sort of like a cycle, I guess. You always have creation of new businesses and then consolidation of the smaller businesses into larger groups um, in order for them to, to actually survive and move forward. Uh, but at the end of the day, the main thing that is actually changing across all industries, not just the food service industry, is the consumer focus. At the moment, consumer is the king, and everything that happens is sort of 
around the consumer. And that's something that um, food service businesses, restaurants, etc., will have to change. They'll have to embrace the consumer-centric design, um, looking at what consumers want to achieve, what jobs they actually want to get done uh, when they're going to a restaurant. Is it about the food? Is it about the experience? Um, or is it about the drinks or whatever it is? Um, sometimes it's about showing off, for example. But it's all about changing the mindset from, hey, we're going to have 20 staff and provide lobster on the menu to what the customer actually wants to see, what, who do they want to interact with, and uh, what do they, why do they actually come to our venue. Awesome, awesome. Petko, you've been absolutely amazing, informative, and you've given us great insight. Thank you for joining me today. Quickly, before I let you go, where can we find you on social media? So you can follow us on uh, Instagram at chefin underscore official or find us on Facebook at chefin official. We're on LinkedIn, just chefin. Uh, and also you can email us um, petco at chefin.com.au or you can visit our website and just get our contact details from there as well. So we're sort of all over the place, basically. Easy to find. Awesome, awesome. Petko, thank you very much for joining me on the Business Wilderness. All the best moving forward. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Pleasure chatting.